The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Radio Tony. And hello. Um, this is your platform for the unheard, and I'm your host, Tony Lontis. Welcome to the wonderful rebel in the background, making sure this show goes to air for all of you to listen. So, what's going on in your world this week? For me, it's been a really busy week. I've had to do a lot of work on my website, TonyLontis.com, and it's had a like a mini makeover to include an automated guest booking process. And so I'm really grateful to my VA website girl, Jen, for making it happen so quickly and effortlessly. So you can now book a call with me directly, which is pretty exciting addition to the site, and it gives everyone uh, everyone direct access to me. Um, it also has the we've also had the ability to advertise on Radio Tony or sponsor the show. So if you're listening and would like to advertise or sponsor the show, jump onto my website and have a look and let me know what you think. Um, I'd really love to talk to anyone who's wanting to sponsor an online radio show. Um, It's a great opportunity to get on board with the fastest growing media and the US in the US and around the world, and that's online radio. Uh, The great thing about the show is that once you've done the live show with me or the live advert on the show, the show's converted to a podcast and it's available on iHeartRadio across the US, the world, and Australia, and also on the Talk for Podcasting, where you can subscribe or share anywhere, which is pretty cool. So I'll pop the links up in the chat for you um, in a moment so you can see where to go to have a look at those. Um, And don't forget to jump onto my Facebook page and like Radio Tony. So... I'm wondering how everyone's doing today and tonight. Just checking that you, the listeners, are all okay. Because life can be really hard and it's not always too easy to reach out and let people know you're struggling. So a big shout out to all of you who are having a rough week. Perhaps you think that no one's listening and no one cares But believe me, there's always someone to talk to. You just need to reach out. A big virtual hug 
to all of those listeners who need it this week. You've got this. It might not be okay today or tonight or even tomorrow, but it will be okay. All you have to do in this moment is breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. That's it. Nothing else matters in this moment. Nothing. Everything is temporary and nothing stays the same. In those wonderful words, this too shall pass and the future is always better and always brighter, I believe. So I thought I'd share quickly with you what's been going on in my world this week. And I don't tell this story lightly or for any other reason than sharing a part of me with you, the listeners. And I want you all to know that you don't know what other people are going through each day. And I want to remind you that just be kind and be nice to other human beings. Those traits cost nothing and they may be the lifeline someone needs in that moment. So as a lot of you know, I have a very painful, traumatic past and one that, for the most part, I've worked really hard to heal and recover from. What most of you may not know is that your body and subconscious keeps score of that trauma. And you can heal and recover and life can go on and be very beautiful. But every now and then, you'll be reminded or triggered of a past painful moment. And for the most part, you just get on with life. So for me, every time around, uh, every time this, every year around this time, at the end of August, it's just plain old shitty. So apologies for swearing and cussing live on air, but it is because that's the best description of what this time is for me. You see, about this time, many, many years ago, my almost adult daughter disclosed a history of sexual abuse at the hands of the man I was about to marry in two weeks. I'm still in awe of the courage it took for her to tell me and amazed at the strength she had at that time when she was so damaged and just clinging to hope. At the time, it was soul-destroying, and it was like a big black vortex that sucked me in and a time when I thought that I would never recover, let alone help my daughter recover. So some years at this time, at the end of August, my daughter spirals into a vortex of pain and shame, and I know I'm unable to reach her and help her. She unleashes on me the most horrible and some would say justified vitriol about my mothering, my life, my choices and all the things that make her life so completely dreadful in that moment. And yes, I made poor decisions, I made bad decisions, none of which I can change because they're all in the past. I can't take any of it back and I've worked and done enough 
work on myself to know that there's some things you can't change. You can only move forward on. The only thing that you can change is your future. And back on that dreadful day in August, I made a decision to love her unconditionally, not knowing what the future held or the pain and suffering that she would go through. So every time around this year, this dreadful spiral takes place and I can't reach her and help her. I just have to trust that it will pass and we will things will be better and things will be brighter. So at this time of year, I am so looking forward to September. Not only is it spring in Australia, but it signals the end of August and that makes me really happy. So... Today on the Gold Coast, it's kind of cold and dreary and we've had some rain and we've got some storms predicted for tonight. It's still cold enough for jumpers and jeans and Ugg boots, but it's also holiday on the Gold Coast. And I'm not sure in the United States what the equivalent of a show holiday would be, but I'm suggesting that it a carnival. Um, so in Australia, we have animals and show jumping and goodie bags and show rides and lots of fun for the family. So uh, on the Gold Coast, that's where all the families will be heading off to the show. And later in the show, we have an amazing couple joining us. Brett and Mari Jones are here to talk about marriage and business and lots of other things. But before we introduce Brett and Mari, I want to let you know what's caught my attention across the world this week. So on the Good News Network, good news this morning, an Oklahoma teacher has been praised for teaching her students a powerful and emotional lesson that they won't soon forget. Karen Lowy has been teaching 7th and 8th graders um, for 22 years. That's pretty impressive in itself, listeners. But her most recent day in class was apparently the most impactful day of her educational career. For her sixth day of classes at Collinsville Middle School, she decided to try a new exercise in empathy with her students. And it was called the baggage activity. Upon establishing that her classroom was a safe space for expression and respect, she asked what emotional baggage meant to her students. She then asked them to write about some emotional baggage of their own. And since they were not required to put their names on the paper, they could describe their issues as freely as they wanted without being identified. The youngsters were then asked to take turns reading what their classmates wrote and all of them were given the opportunity to identify themselves as the person responsible for writing. Karen wrote, I'm here to tell you I have never been so moved to tears as what those kids opened up about and shared with the class. And these are children listeners. So they shared things like suicide, parents in prison, drugs in their family, being left by their parents, death, cancer, losing pets, and on and on. The kids who read the papers would cry because they, what they were reading was tough. The person who shared 
that post, if they chose to let everyone know who they were, would cry sometimes too. It was an emotionally draining day, but Karen said she firmly believed her kids will judge a little less, love a little more, and forgive a little faster. Since writing about her exercise on social media, her post has been shared more than 500,000 times. Teachers from all over the world have reached out to her about implementing similar activities in their own classrooms, and her students have apparently been much more respectful of each other. They don't interrupt, they don't talk down to each other, they're not rude, it's completely completely changed how they treat each other and I wish I'd done this years ago it's been so good furthermore Karen made sure to keep all the paper confessions in a plastic bag so that her students won't soon forget their exercise in empathy this bag hangs on my door to remind them that we all have baggage and we can leave it at the door as they left it at my door. And I tell them that they're not alone, that they're loved and that we have each other's back. So quickly, just to let you know about the wonderful Brett and Mari Jones we have on our uh, radio station today. Uh, Brett and Mari are Australians and they're international investment, business and relationship experts. So for 28 years, they've assisted thousands of couples across Australia and America to restore their marriages and find love and success again through a new way of communicating in their proprietary six-step communication code. Staying stuck in normal life does not work. It keeps us trapped in our normal life. And we never get to develop as we should. So Brett and Mari help couples across the world to better communicate, have better lives, build your dream, build your business, your investments, make your life better, love your children more and help you head there together. So we're going to quickly pop on to a break and after we come back, I'll be introducing you to this amazing couple from Relationships Warrior Code. Over to you, Rebel, and we'll be back after the break. Radio Tony, bringing social consciousness this time every Thursday evening, live from the Gold Coast, Australia, on W4WN. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Londis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. And welcome back, everyone, to Radio Tony. I have the utmost pleasure this morning in introducing you guys to Brett and Mari Jones. Hello, Brett and Mari. How are you? 
We're great, thanks, Tony. Hi, Tony. Thank you for having us on. And that was an awesome story about that teacher. Very touching. I, I try and spread good news stories. Um, sometimes I'm interrupted by whatever's going on in world news, but I just felt that that was an important story to share this morning. Yes, yes. Guys. better than watching all the uh, the negative news that you normally see. <laughs> I know. I get most weeks. I talk about uh, a little about Trump and a little about what's happening in Australia. But uh, this week, I really just felt we needed some good news, and that was it. So, awesome. I really appreciate you guys being on the show this morning. I know it's very early in in Western Australia. So, for our listeners, I'm on the eastern side of Australia, and Brett and Mari are way over on the western side of Australia, which means that they are two hours behind me and it's very early in the morning for them. So I'm incredibly appreciative of their time. So guys, I really want to know, I know that you've been doing this for 28 years and helping thousands of couples across Australia, but I want to go right back to the beginning. What started all of this for you? For, for me, I remember... Tony, I had a I went into business when I was nineteen. Yes, I had a successful business, um, current affair, a TV program in Australia. Yes. Um, had my put my business on TV because it was a, yes. a rags to riches story. I went into business with no money, and within yes. you know a couple of years, um, it was doing extremely well. Yes. And you know, I had you know, I remember one Saturday. Um, the staff went home and I was, you know, balancing the till and yes. and I was maybe tw- 21 and yes. thinking, oh, there has to be more to life. Yeah. You know, I've got good friends, I've got money, I, you know, I've got a good social life, there has to be more. And yeah. there was, even though I was successful, there was still an emptiness, I wanted more. And that yes. started my thirst um, for, for, for more. Yes, yes. I remember doing a course and and I there was a follow-up to that course where I met my husband and I'd started on a spiritual journey. Cool. <laughs> so tell me that lovely accent I can hear in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Ireland, so you know yes. I grew up in Ireland and I came to Australia when I um, was 17 and yes. um, made Australia my home. And yes. now I, I, I couldn't live anywhere else. I mean, we've got perfect weather in West Australia, so I just couldn't live anywhere else. So when I go back to Ireland, it's cold and wet, so I've definitely <laughs> acclimatised. <laughs> okay, it's a beautiful and, accent. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I can't hear anymore, actually, Tony. I, I just really? hear Australian. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think we've travelled so much. Um, yes. And we've been in America Yes. And, uh, you know, we travelled overseas for three years uh, consistently, like uh, non-stop. Yes. On a yacht. And I think my ear has just become accustomed. <laughs> Plus, obviously, uh, you know, I, I was listening to her family, so I can't hear the Irish <laughs> accent at all. She sounds Australian to me. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. It, uh, I, I think the Irish and Scottish accents are very beautiful for me. They just um, uh, maybe my long-distant relatives, but they just it, – it, it is a wonderful sound for me to listen to. So yeah, yeah, we've already got... Actually, and it's interesting, you know, both of us started um, that journey in a similar place. When I met Marie, I'd just come out of um, building a very large business yes. uh, which had collapsed. It was a $400 million company that I'd built. 
and um, that had just gone under. Um, my marriage at that time had collapsed as well. Yeah. And uh, likewise, I went on a journey to find something beyond um, what I'd had. You know, I was yes. good in one area of my life. Yes. But I wasn't good in other areas of my life. Yeah, yeah. Which is a part of the reason we came up with the concept of a kingdom, you know, yes. being good in all areas of life because yes. what we've seen over the years is that people can be great um, in one area yeah. uh, and terrible in all the other areas. And if one area falls down, uh, you know, if you don't have morality, you don't have any belief or if you don't have a yeah. relationship with your kids or yeah. you're, you're not good um, in communication as a skill, yes. then that is going to impact in your business. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. If, you're, if you're not good in business, that is going to impact in your relationship. Yes, they're so, all linked together. Um, one of our one of our listeners, Harper, wants to know: Do you feel anyone can make it in business? Yes, uh, in our experience, um, you know, over the years we've done business coaching with uh, people yes. from all over the world. Yes, and there are consistent skills and yes. traits that we can adopt yes. and, and model and learn that make us good in business. Yes, and it's like um, you were talking about, you know, in that beautiful story about the kids, yeah. the teacher. Yeah. Uh, we all have baggage. Yes. And that course that we did uh, originally together was to help remove some of that baggage that was stopping us from acquiring the skills. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's like there's there's a bunch of skills just floating out here around us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if the baggage is in the way, if the conditioning that we've been through yes. stops us from um, being able to learn or implement, and there's two different skills there, yes. learning is one. Yes. And many people, Tony, that can learn the skills. Yes. But then they haven't gone the second step. And implemented and them. Implement the skills. Once yeah. we learn those two things, which is what we do inside our primary uh, education, yeah, code, yeah. is help people remove the baggage. Yeah. And then teach them the skills. So if the baggage yeah. is out of the way, then I can communicate as a man should communicate to my wife. Yes. Typically, as a woman, she can communicate in the right way um, to me. Yes. Because with the conditioning, what we've learned is that in World War One and World War Two, yeah, there was a major uh, shift in demographics um, across yes. the world. Yes. And men were trained to emotionally shut down. Yes. And we wonder now why, you know, we've got this whole thing about snags and, you know, sense of new age guys and, and all this stuff that goes on and this, this joke that we have, you know, about how shut down men are. Yes. And yes. the truth about it is, is, yeah, we are shut down. We've been trained, in fact, to be shut yes. down. And I think, yes. you know, it was a mass slaughter back then. And I think, you know, we it, was. it was a mass slaughter back yes. then. And we haven't really experienced that. No. No. But I, I remember my father and, you know, he'd very rarely talk about being in World War Two. Yeah. But you could tell that it wasn't a pleasant experience. Like, you know, when he yes. got together uh, with his veterans, there was a camaraderie there, definitely. But yes. it was a horrific experience they had to go through to literally be trained to go out and kill people. Yeah. And when they came back, the women recognised that they were like that. So they had been trained in the period nearly for, you know, 
two generations, right? World War One and World War Two. Yeah. Women had been trained, whilst the men are off at war, I will step up. So, yes. so women did step up, you know, and yes. those days, and you know there needed to be a change for women. But you, yes. then, when women were, you know, building the war machines, they were also looking after their kids. They were also yes. looking after their parents, and most likely yes. because he was away, they were looking after his parents too. So yes. that everything, <laughs> yeah. So that, that was the beginning of women becoming everything to everybody, and and that culture then started. Uh-huh. Yeah, because then those parents passed it down to yes. my generation yes. and we're still passing it on. And we won yes. the right, Tony. You know, and this is a statistic that just is not in the general media, but it's absolutely true. Prior to World War One and World War Two, yes. it's not that people didn't get divorced. They did. Okay? And yes. the divorce rate was 10%. Yeah. Immediately after World War II, the divorce rate skyrocketed 400% to 40%. Wow, 400%. Correct. So there was a major shift at that time that people, you know, aren't talking about and don't recognize. And then it got into the 60s where men and women, um, and particularly women, um, you know, had been suppressed. Yes. Rightly so, they became um, equal. And there's no doubt we are equal, right? Yes. But we are so, so different. Correct. And the culture in the 60s was, oh, we're equal and we're the same. Yeah, no. culture, again, then pervaded. And then the divorce rate um, hit 60%. Yeah. And we're certainly not the same. You know, what (laughs) what, in every area. Kingdom, we are so so different you know uh, even in the communication we're so different and even yes. in the bedroom we're so yes. different you know for a woman we need to connect yes. that love before we want to make love yes. well the man wants to make love to, to them. Connect. connect yes so so we're, we're not the same in every area we're different it's almost yeah. like um you know from a spiritual aspect and we spent yeah. a lot of years you know studying the different um, religious beliefs and spirituality, yeah. and it's like yin and yang. You know, everything in this universe is yin and yang. Yes. And men and women are exactly the same. Yes. But I, I think one of the things that we discovered that's become so powerful and how we're able to literally turn around a broken marriage, and I'm talking about, you know, couples that are, that are on that, the verge of divorce. Well, divorce yeah, 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 literally. Yeah. You know, they've, yeah. they've separated, they're living in separate houses. Yeah. And this becomes the last ditch attempt to figure uh, it out. Moment of hope, because you know one of the things that I've learned about women is that they they're not always direct in what they say. Yeah. And even though she might be going, okay, it's over, I'm done. Yeah. What she's really hoping is that this guy is going to rise as a king. He's going to step. Yeah. You know what? This isn't over. Like yeah. I know it's tough. I know it's. I know I've been a, a complete idiot. Yes. Um, the years, but you know what? I'm going to change and we're going to make this good. Yeah. And it's not, Tony, what we've seen is it's not what we say, it's not those words. Yeah. Because UCLA did a study back in the 1965. Yes. Um, and what they said is it's just 7% is the words that we're using, 93% is how we say those words. Yes. Yes. And if we're in the masculine state when we say something to her, literally at a physiological level, she can yeah. feel there have been tests done around the world that clearly show. And, um, you know, Joseph Gottman and his wife did some great research in, in, in this uh, yes. with a 91% degree of accuracy. 
yes. uh, that they could tell whether a couple were going to be divorced in five years' time or not by their communication. Yeah, yeah. If he was in the right state and yeah. she then could move into the feminine state, yes. her oxytocin levels would actually increase. Yes, yes. His, his testosterone levels would increase and yeah. that can be felt in a relationship. That's what we talk about with passion. So uh-huh. when we get the communication code, as we call it, correct, yeah. yes. suddenly we've got a groundwork or a framework on which we can build communication, which is yes. one of the primary areas of the kingdom. Yes. And we've seen couples go from, I hate you, there's no way I'm ever going to be with you again, to, yes. oh, my God, I knew that I loved you. Yes. I heard that I loved you, but I wasn't yes. feeling it. And we've heard that sentence repeated thousands of times and i think it's also important because we do you know we attract a lot of singles too and it's epidemic there's a lot of women yes. over that yes. um, have got great careers and have been great at business and great yes. making and looking after themselves yes. yeah. but you know they attract the wrong person you know that yes. and you can get 99 gorgeous guys in a pub and they yes. will be the yes. one that's the dickhead <clears throat> So, yes. so who has to change there? They have to change because yes. like attracts like. And I often yes. um, hear women, you know, women, uh, powerful women attract um, a man that's in his feminine, you know, a, a, man yes. that's, a, a man that's a prince. Yes. And what they need to get is where are they resting most of the time? And, mm-hmm. and that can be the masculine. So it's a matter of, you know, with a lot of singles, it's a matter of a selection problem they have because there are good men out there. There's beautiful yeah. kings out there. Yes. You're just, you're, you know, your psychic is not just picking up, choosing those men. Yeah, and we've been able to prove that, not just as a yeah. theory or, you know, something that we say. We've had yeah. plenty of um, women who have been, um, you know, in relationships. The relationships keep yeah. failing. They're wondering why they keep failing. Is there something yeah. wrong me is, is yeah. where they go to. And the truth, Tony, is no, there's nothing wrong with you ladies. No, yeah. What's happening is that by the conditioning that you've been through, and yeah. it could be as early as, you know, early childhood conditioning. Yes. Because there's three areas. One is the yeah. culture. Yes. And we find it, I guess, funny that, you know, no one wants to be in a cult, right? Yeah. But we're in a cult cure. Yes. We're yes. in a cult anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and we get conditioned by that culture in terms of how we show up as men and women, and that's causing our divorce rate. We're conditioned yeah. by um, the role models that we have in our life, and we're conditioned yeah. by events that occur. Yeah. And those events can push us to be in the masculine as a woman or to be in the feminine as a man, be a prince yeah. and be yeah. a princess um, rather than a king and queen. And if okay. we are like that, then what we're going to attract in somebody else is the very thing that we don't want. Yeah. We've been yeah. out Turn that around for people, you know, um, where they've finally found their soulmate, they found the one, they found the guy who's the king, or they found that woman who's prepared to, you know, be with them and support them. And they deserve yeah. it. They really deserve it. You know, yeah. I, I think when you're in a relationship, um, we've been married now, you know, 28 years. Yeah. And, you know, every year can get better because yeah. you both grow. And it's like, what is it today I can do to make Brett's day good? Or what day is it, you know, what do I need to do to make Marie's day good? You know, when you work together like this, um, life is sweet. It doesn't matter what's happening. Yes. Um, 
with with business or with family or around the world you know when you've got each other like that it's just magical you know yes. marriage is magical um yes, and i on, agree we, we we believe in marriage we we um support marriage and i just think that it gets a hard rap yes and, yes and when and love isn't enough you know often people no. And don't get me wrong, I believe in love, but love is not enough. Love is not a, enough for a passionate, lasting marriage. Yeah. Uh, you need skills. Yes. And that sounds very unromantic, but I'm sorry. You need <laughs> yeah, skills. Skills you need skills. Yeah. Love, Tony, right? Look, so I've, bring out the love. <laughs> I've got a question from Oliver, but before mm. I ask that question, mm. I really wanted to delve into what Brett was saying before about prince versus king um and i'm wondering if you can just quickly explain some of the attributes of a prince yeah. versus a king can you sure. do that for me brett quickly absolutely so you know i there's no doubt i was a prince uh in yes. my marriage, and i didn't realize it was a prince you know if i'd known i would have changed it and this is i think one of the distinctions that we have to make in life you know we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know yes so if if we're not even aware of what a prince is how can we possibly change that behavior correct so a prince is someone who literally emotionally has failed to grow up they yeah. they might be 40 years of age they might be 50 they could even be 60 and they're still correct. acting like they're a 20 year old they're still going out on the <coughs> excuse me nightclub yes. scene Yes. And, um, and dating. But yes. if married, inside the marriage, they're still acting like they're single. They're still yes. focused on themselves. They're not, they haven't stepped up to go, you know, I'm the king here. I'm responsible for everything. And I'm going to yes. take care of everything. I'm going to take yes. care of the kids. I'm going to step up when it comes to taking the garbage out, which is yes. some strange reason <laughs> women, women love. I don't get what it is with you ladies and garbage. but Oh, it's a big thing, Brett. It's a big thing. I know. And I'm joking. And ener energetically, you know, when, when you've got a king, um, and I remember years ago um, speak, speaking to Brett in a way that was not okay, and I remember him looking at me saying, don't, don't speak to me like that. And just the energy of him looking at me. And yeah. he was demanding a higher level in the relationship. And do you know what? Thank goodness, because I'm a very strong woman. Yeah. And the partners I had before were wimpy. Yes. And they were princes. Yeah. And it was refreshing to have a king. Yes someone to call you on your behaviour. So yeah. um, I'm going to go back to, I've got some questions coming in. So Oliver wants to know, can you give more details about, mm. about what women want before <laughs> and what men want? It's a great question, but I'm not sure we have yeah, enough time. But anyway. Show with that question, right? Yeah. So Oliver, to try and make, to try and help you a little bit, um, you know, what I've, what I've now learnt, uh, and I guess in some respects perfected, but, you know, I, I think with the ladies, it's like, yeah, you have to begin to understand some basics, but you also have to understand that they, they like to mix it up in a relationship. Just when you think you've got it nailed, they're going to do yes. something to change uh, what you're doing to, to make them happy. Because, yes, Tony, what's so true about us men is that inside all of us, whether we're in the United States, and as you know, we do our events yes. in, uh, Orlando in Los Angeles as yes. well. It doesn't matter culturally. You know, we're as men, we're the same. We want our partners to be happy. Yes. 
And that's inbuilt to us. But then women are like, well, if you want us to be happy, why do you do all this stupid stuff that you do? (laughs) And we do stupid stuff because we're guys. We're going to do it different to how you do it. Um, But what women want is they want us to, um, one, understand them. So in the conversation, what men focus on naturally is we focus on the structure of the, the words they're using. Yes. And we focus on, oh, we're talking about the kids right now. We're talking about the money right now. We're talking about the sex or the bedroom right now. Yes. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not talking about that at all. Yeah. We're talking about what she wants emotionally to do with the kids. She wants my engagement with the kids. She wants a conversation around the kids. I've learned that women need Women use 28,000 words per day on average. Men use yes. seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, and, and you can, once you understand these differences, you start using humour. But often in a conversation, you know, women have a lot more words and yes. men sometimes... Get overwhelmed. Get overwhelmed with all those words. Yes. Yes. And what they try to do is is recap it and shorten it. Yes. And once, once you do that, we feel unheard. Yes. yes. You know, yes. And I remember, you know, there's times I've come home from my business and I've I've told Brett a long story, yeah. and very long, a very long story. And yeah. you know, Brett's story of that would be two sentences when mine's about fifty-two sentences. Yeah. But it's important that when I'm speaking and I feel heard, remember my oxytocin goes up. Yeah. So in, in me feeling heard, then I feel really connected to him. Yes. Brett doesn't feel that. Yeah. You know, for I don't need to talk to Phil Kennedy. He doesn't need, yeah. That's so, right. So, but when a man understands, she needs my presence here. I need to focus. I need to listen to the story because yes. if I listen to the story, it's going to release oxytocin in her. And yes. when a man starts to understand the different, when both couples start to understand the differences, yes. then they're able to work together and we create passion. Yes. And, you know, I think one of the great misunderstandings for women about men is that um, I need to make love. All men need to make love to feel connected to their partner. So yes. then women are like, oh, he just wants me for my body. He just wants to use me. He just wants me for sex. Yeah. And in some relationships, that's where princes go, definitely. They, yes. they go to that to try and get the connection. But it's such a so, it's such a so, um, at such a uh, small level of connection. Yes. That they then have to go back again and again and again trying to get that connection. Yeah. And man, when you step into king and you understand that you can get that emotional connection making love, there's a huge difference, Tony. Huge. Yes, yes definitely. Having sex and making love. Different, completely different. Completely different, particularly for the guy, because when we're making love, we get the connection that we're seeking, and yes. hence we want to make love less because we've got that connection. And yes. then the indifferences, the yin yeah. and the yang, become balanced. It's like Buddha said, right? Yeah. His profound words were, it's the middle way, meaning you need balance. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the same in a relationship. Those very things that we can argue over are the very things that we can find the balance in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. when we both grow, that's when we find the balance because when you think Definitely. about it, everything in this universe grows. Yeah. Yes. And if you're not growing, you're slowly dying. Yes. And, and yeah. that includes people and relationships. And it includes Definitely. the pressure. It includes money as well. Like money is one of the major – sex and money, two major areas that people – 
argue over in relationships. And, and sex, sex and money is enough to call, cause marriages to break up when those two things are not working. Look, um, Tony, we see marriages break up all the time and it, it's not for, it's for the, it's the lack of skills. And unfortunately, it's not their fault because, you know, we they're not taught those skills. We're not taught those skills. We're no, we're not. Skills in schools. So unfortunately, many people are going to the divorce courts and they don't need to. They just don't have the skills. But let me clarify, Tony, yeah. there, OK, both sex and money are symptoms. Yes of what is going on in the relationship. Underneath that, there is now a lack of trust. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So if we deal with the actual cause, then we get a complete solution. Because so often marriage guidance counselling or marriage therapy deals with the symptoms. They yeah. Come up with solutions around the money. Oh, okay, have, you know, separate bank accounts. Well, sorry, that doesn't yeah. work. That's no. just sanity why would you have separate bank accounts that's yeah. like saying australia should have two treasuries yeah yeah it just yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense right yeah and if if you go i need a prenup well fantastic if that really works for you go right ahead and do it but i promise you down the track all that's going to create inside the marriage is a lack of trust yeah i agree i agree yeah yeah so, so i options, tony are the things that are the binders or yeah. Apart. yeah. So in answer to Ivy's question, why do marriages break up? Uh, you're, uh, you're saying, and I'm agreeing, it's simply a lack of skills, wouldn't you say? It yeah. is. A, a lot of women would say, look, I, I, I don't love him anymore. Or I don't feel yes. I love him anymore. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and it's right because, yeah. you know, over the years, there's so much resentment uh, built up that when you've got so much resentment between you, it's very hard to feel love. But yes. what they need to realize is when you deal with that resentment, when you deal with all that, love does start to flow again, no matter yeah. where your relationship is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all relationships have seasons. You know, we, we go through summer where it's warm and it's beautiful and it's in the honeymoon period and we can't get enough of each other. And, you know, it's so cute that he squeezes the toothpaste. Yes. At yes. And I find that just so lovely about him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then gradually it goes into autumn and, you know, we start getting um, jobs and we start getting kids. Yes. Yes. And then eventually the relationship will reach winter. Yes. Where I can't believe this squeezes the toothpaste at the top. Like, how stupid is that? Yep. Like, who squeezes yep. the toothpaste at the top? He's just an That's idiot. So <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and we joke about those things, but it's those little things that start the cracks that just get wider and wider if we don't deal with the symptoms behind the why does he Correct. squeeze the toothpaste. So we run three-day programs, you know, where we look at the condition in the treasury, the heirs, the temple, the dojo. Yeah. And for that, you know, we've got people for 32 hours. That's why it's so successful. You know, we've got them for 32 yes. hours. And um, it's life-changing. And it's a yeah. lot of fun. We have a good laugh about the differences. Day one is really to remove that conditioning out of the way. Day yes. two is uh, teaching the skills in uh, the relationship, the communication yes. code and the treasury. And day three is what we call transformation day. Day three is yes. when it all comes together and literally yes. those patterns, our way of reacting to things, yes. um, changes. So the what happens is 
the couple come with a relationship to the event. Yes. That relationship dies. In yes. fact, it's dead anyway. Yeah. A new relationship is born. Yes. A and better, newer relationship with yeah. greater skills and more understanding. Totally. Yes. And, and you know, we, we need to dream again. You know, so yes. we have kids and, you know, life can um, be more difficult. And it's important to, to dream again. And I know for Brett and I, we were big dreamers. And, you know, early on, we would go to a coffee shop once a week and Brett would get the sugar on the table and even yeah. plan out um, when we buy a yacht, we're going to go around the world on the yacht. Now, none of us, for, none of us were from yachting backgrounds. Yeah. And it was a dream. And within two years, that dream came to fruition. And yes. beautiful time going around the world on the yacht. And yes. You know, we met beautiful people. It's important to keep dreaming. You know, it's important to have dreams oh, together. And keep I agree. So much I agree. I'm a completely huge dreamer and um, I, I have to agree with you that you just, you have to dream. You have to have something to aim for, something to work towards or else life becomes meaningless. Um, yes. Dreams are a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah. That's an excitement in life and, and particularly in a relationship. Yes. When the two of you had the same dream or similar dreams, it's a very powerful thing, isn't it? Oh, two, two is more powerful than one. I agree. And it's one of the things we teach, you know, two is more powerful than one. And so many people in the relationship are working separately. But when, when we get them together, um, oh, my goodness me, magic happens. Yeah, yeah. On that note, guys, we're going to have to go to a short break. But when we come back, I have some questions from Willow and James, and we'll answer those after we've had a short break with a song. And um, you guys can have a quick break, and we'll be back to you soon. Over to you, Rebel. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues, this is Radio Tony on W4WN. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with your secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Keep the conversation going. Direct resistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4 WN Radio Guest Skype.
Tony on W4WN, a platform for the unheard. And welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Radio Tony, and this morning our wonderful guests are Brett and Marie Jones. And I have to tell you, um, before I swap to uh, answering questions for Brett and Marie, I have to let you know that that song um, from Christina Perry, A Thousand Years, um, was the song that I walked down the aisle to. So it has particularly special meaning for me and it did feel like a thousand years before I met my wonderful husband um, and I had a lot of uh, toads to kiss before I met him (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I have to also tell you so listeners you can't see Brett and Murray but I can on my screen because they've got their video um, on Skype and I have to say I just am enjoying watching them interact with each other It's very obvious on the screen how wonderfully tight their marriage relationship is and it's just bringing such a smile to my face today and I wish I could convey that via the radio, just how lovely it is to see. (laughs) So I'm going to go back to our questions now. Now, um, Willow wanted to know how would we know if we wanted a prince or a king? Now, I know how I'd answer that, but I'm going to let Brett and Marie answer it. Yeah. Look, I think for for women, it's epidemic. Women want more in a relationship. And I think, you know, in your 20s, look, you know, you are princess and princesses and you do party and carry on and there's, you know, less commitment there. But I think when you want more out of life, that's when you must rise. When you want more out of life in all areas, you know, in your marriage, in your communication, spiritually, for your family, and also in contribution. What do you want to give back to the world? And I think, you know, when you get to that place, um, the king and queen must rise. And you're unable to build that if you're with a prince. You know, it must change. And a prince does not want to be around a queen, and he doesn't want to go into contribution. So you, you, you know... Um, then, um, if that's right for you or not, a prince won't rise. A prince will simply handle maybe he's you know great at fitness. He goes out and uh, rides with the boys on the bike, um, yes. you know, every morning, and he comes home and then goes off to work and you know works all day long. Comes home and wants to put his feet up when he gets home. Um, you know, he's not going to handle the kids. He's not going to handle the house finances. He's not going to handle the money. He's not going to step up and handle the investments because there's two skills there. One is like earning the money. Yes. And most of us are trained to do that in school and that's all we're trained to do. We're yes. not trained to invest money. 
And, you know, we're, we're trained just to stick it into superannuation, which is correct complete insanity because all you're doing is feeding the banks uh, and yes. feeding the superannuation funds who give yeah. you a lousy 5% return. And you should be learning to be making 15% good, safe investments which are available all the time but no one's showing us those skills. So as a king and a queen, you want to rise in that area and become aware and educate yourself about those skills as well. Yeah. And that's what a king will do, um, Whoever, I'm sorry, whoever asked that question. Yeah, will I? A king will step up and he will go, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for the kingdom, including all those areas, communication with yeah. you, setting yeah. aside time in my busy week to sit yeah. down with you and allocate time to actually have those conversations, to have a date night about our dreams, to step up in the treasury, to deal with the kids, um, to do my own work on myself in, in my temple, um, looking after myself spiritually to keep myself good and focused um, and to keep myself fit and healthy, not to an extreme to run away and avoid you. Yes, yes. You know, in each of those areas, that's what a king will do and equally so will a queen. And also the king knows to listen to the queen mm. because yes. the queen intuitively knows. Yes. Any area of the kingdom, whether it be communication, treasury, the temple, the yeah. dojo, yeah. every area of the kingdom, intuitively, the the queen will know way, way, way before um, the king, king. because yes. five five language centers in her brain, he doesn't. So intuitively, women know, and a king knows to listen to the queen because when they both work together, magic happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'd look. Absolutely agree with you. Um, our next question is from James, and is this theory the same in women? So I guess James wants to know, so we've been talking about kings and princes. Yes. With women, we're talking about queens and princesses. So over to yeah. you, Marie. Absolutely. Spot on, yes. And there's a lot of princesses out there. and Isn't there? There absolutely is. You know, and, you know, a queen supports her man. A princess is very demanding. You know, no matter what he does, yes. she is never happy. Yes. Yes. And he can walk on water and she's not happy. So princesses yes. are never happy. So, yes, he, he's spot on. It does work both ways. Yes. So, so that's essentially how uh, a man's going to recognise that he is with a princess or a queen is if she is never happy. If no matter what he does, she is never happy, you've got a princess. Correct. We call it a demand-based relationship. She's constantly demanding things from yeah. him. She's got yeah. a huge filing cabinet of everything that he's never done instead of focusing on what he does do and has done. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, she's she's like that typical, you know, she's up in the tower lying there on a bed waiting for the prince and the white Grapes to be to dropped into her mouth. And fight the dragons. The problem is he could fight the dragons, beat his way through the thorn bush, get to the top of the tower, and she'd be like, um, I don't think that, you know, there's, you know, there's probably another dragon down there you could slay before you come and get me. So go back down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so... And say, saying that, Tony, you know, it's not her fault. It's not his fault. They don't no. know. You know, they're, yeah. they're in a cult. They're, they're in a cult and a culture that, yes. that marriages or that's what relationship is. So, so to be fair to them, they don't know. They yes. haven't educated mm. that, that there's more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. So for the men and women listening online today, it's about recognising where you sit and if you suddenly go, oh, gee, I might be a bit of a princess here <laughs> and it's about recognising and then starting to work on educating yourself, making yourself better and recognising that those traits, uh, you need better skills essentially to be a queen, Absolutely. don't you? You need better skills because if you recognise you're a princess – then it's like, oh, okay, now now I get why, you know, I've been attracting princes. What yeah. really is a king, a, a guy who's going to step up, he's going to handle stuff, and I'm yeah. going to feel like, oh, my God, the burden's off me emotionally, the burden's yeah. off me emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Evie's got a great question. What if the woman takes care of everything and has filled all her man's fantasy, yet the man still has not found a way to satisfy her? Great question, Evie, and I'm going to throw to the experts on this one. That, that sounds like um, she's in her masculine. So I would say she's in her masculine. She is being everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's no room there for him to step up as king. So, you know, that, that, and I was like that. So yes, I could go into a board meeting and I was tough. And yes. I could run my businesses because we, we both um, run businesses. Yes. And I had to find that softer place in myself. And, you know, when I allowed myself to go to that place, um, that's when I became more. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, to be fair to the guy, men don't know what the masculine is anymore. This definition we have of masculine is, you know, the the guy riding a Harley with, with tats. Um, or a powerful, you know, guy in the boardroom uh, as a businessman. You know, none of that is the masculine. They're just stereotypes um, and archetypes. The true masculine is somebody as a man who will step up and handle it all and is in a place of certainty. It doesn't mean that he knows what he's going to do. It's just like I'm going to handle whatever comes up. I will handle this. I'm not not sure about that deal, but you know what? We will be okay. So just that certainty in the the meal. And one thing is a woman intuitively knows if her man is in the masculine or feminine. A man doesn't know. So, you know, he doesn't Uh pick he doesn't pick up where she is at and he also doesn't pick up if he's in the feminine or masculine. So one yes. of the things we do in our three-day workshops is the men get an experience of what it feels like to be in the masculine and that yes. really that really helps them hmm. to be able to step into that role. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sense of what it actually is um, as a state, uh, a bodily state that we need to be in um, yes. to be able to then – Tony, you know, when we change our body, we change our um, physiology. Yes. We change our cognitive recognition of what is happening around us. Yes. Doing that, we then make different decisions and take different actions. Yes. And we get different results. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Our next question is from Mason. Even if a woman steps up, it don't mean a man will. How can you get a man to grow in the relationship? And we we get that question a lot. I think all these questions are coming from men. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, where's all the women out there? 
And that is so true, and that, that is very common. And, and often, I'm not saying all the time, but often yes. um, the, female will come, the, the female will come to us first. Yes. And often what will happen is, you know, when she moves, when she takes responsibility for her part in this and she moves three places, yes. then intuitively he may move one. And then she may move five, and then he may move two. Yes. So there's a shift there and then hopefully then just in the change that um, he sees in her um, he will then think okay there's something in this yeah. and and uh, he will come to so often one is ready before the other that is okay that is normal and that is just part of the process yeah ladies if you're listening you may have to be the one that's going to step up and take action first yeah. Um, and if you want your guy to do that, you can learn how to influence him, how to communicate with him in a way where he doesn't feel like he, you're saying to him, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. Just, I hear it. What, what do you mean the marriage isn't good? It, it's great. We're getting on fine. What, what do you mean? Uh, when, you know, you, you need to work on yourself. What do you mean I need to work on myself? You, you're trying to tell me there's something wrong with me? That's what guys do. And hence, they're very resistant uh, to that message. Instead of, there's a place that we can grow to. There's a place that we can both go to, where we're where we become more and we can have more. Yeah, that's a message to a guy. Yeah. So that's how you would say it, Marie. If if absolutely if you were a woman in that situation, is that what? If, if I was on that situation, my words would be, and you use your words, but my words yes. would be, you know what, I want to I, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I mm. want to support you and be with you for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I want us both to live a passionate life, and I know this will help us. I, wanna, I want us to do this because I want to be with you forever. Yeah. yeah. So, Tony, yeah. one of the things we've discovered is there's key things that men and women need and want inside a relationship. Yeah. We've never met anyone yet that says, oh, you know, she's, she's fantastic. She, she does everything. She gives me everything that I need. You know, she emotionally fills me up. She's just wonderful, and I want a divorce. Yeah, gotcha. So when we know how to deliver the key things, like men need support in a relationship. Yeah. It is inbuilt to us. It is an inbuilt need across all demographics, across all cultures, all countries. Yeah. When we get that inside a relationship, we feel more powerful. We step more into the masculine, which yes. makes this dynamic powerful and strong. And also men need a thank you. And yes. really, really love a thank you. And that can be, you know, thank you for working so hard. And, and I yeah. work so hard. I work hard too. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but they need, I don't need the thank you. They need the thank you. Or thanks yes. for taking us uh, to that movie. So thanks for taking the garbage out. Yeah, men love, when you, when you thank a man, they really love it. Yes. Yes, I know that from, that's, my husband loves a thank you from, thank you for feeding the goats to thank you for taking the rubbish out. So uh, he gets up every morning at uh, 6 a.m. to um, feed the goats so they don't um, bar and wake me up and I can sleep for another hour and I am incredibly grateful for that extra hour of sleep, I can tell you. Yes, yes. And I think, Tony, a lot of women can say, you know, I, I've, I've asked my husband or 
I've asked my husband to do this and he, and he just says no. He doesn't want to move and grow. But you can't make your partner the excuse for you not to grow. So yes. I think it's important that you keep growing. And as I said before, you know, if you move five places, he'll move too. So there will be influence there. But yes. often it's how we say it. Mm. You know, yeah. often um, when we set from the feminine, we're influencing. But often we don't. Often we yes. set from, from a controlling aspect. Yes. Yes, and, and you know we tell. And you'll just get resistance. You'll just get him fighting back. If he experiences that masculine, then he will fight back against that. And ladies, that's that's what you're experiencing. You know, he will. Yeah, which pretty much answers Violet's question. Who said, um, "I have tried to get my man to understand for years, but yes. he has not made progress. What could I do?" Yeah, Violet, beautiful. Look, we understand. We've seen it many, many times. Uh, like I said, we know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. So the way you're communicating, the tone of voice, how you're saying it from that masculine place inside a woman, it, it's proving that you're in that place because that's the result that you're getting. So yes. he's just hearing something different to what you think you're communicating to him and therefore he's just resisting that. He's not going to come with you on that journey the way you're saying that at the moment. But the good news is, Violet, is that you can learn to step into the feminine and influence it. We've had ladies that have come to the event, they've come back, refreshed themselves, they've come back two, three, four, even five times and then finally, he's gone, okay, I can see a change in her. There's something happening here. I better come and find out what this is. And then yeah. he's shown and, up. And Val, I'd like to say, you know, recently we've had that happen where we've had a, a beautiful lady who's come a number of times and really yes. changed a lot. Mm. Yes. And it's not, um, it's not, you know, he set back for a couple of years and it was only recently he's well, come. Yeah. He's come along, and he's ah. really. So he analyzes everything to pieces, yeah. and he's, he's come along, and it's blown him away. It's like, why didn't I do this years ago? And it's so beautiful to see them. But it's been a couple of years' journey for her. But she's yeah. strong. You know, she kept on track. She kept coming. She kept changing and moving. She kept influencing. She kept letting go of the outcome, whether he comes or not. And she kept on her journey. A few years later, he's joined her. It's just beautiful. Yeah. So so your programs not only uh, have couples, but you do have singles come to your program? A lot of singles come, Tony. A yeah. lot of singles okay. learn the skills to find out how to attract that right person. You know, yeah. you can go on Tinder. That's great. But the problem is, you know, the overriding dynamic inside every single human being is that we keep doing what we know. Yes. And we yes. attract what we're comfortable with, even yes. if what we're comfortable with is not good for us. Yes. You know, yes. we've met so many um, men and women um, who keep going, why, why do I keep ending up like it's a different person, different body? But it's the same. It keeps happening inside the relationship. And I think it's also very important for those people that have been through a divorce because, unfortunately, <coughs> you know, the, the, the statistics of their second marriage is not pretty. You no. know, when the divorce is 85% and third marriages, it's 90 So Sorry, it's what did you say about third marriages? It's Third marriage is even higher. Yeah, the, the, the divorce so, rate in statistically in uh, first marriages is up around 60% now across yes. 
um, America and Australia. Yes. Uh, second marriages fail at a 75% rate and third marriages fail at a 90% rate. So it's oh, a, wow. It's a, I know, I know. So it's important that if you've been married, it's so important to, and you're single, it's so important because you need to learn the skills. Obviously, the skills you had in your first marriage and the skills that made you attract that person didn't work. So it's really important for those singles uh, more so to, to dig deep, come along, because, um, mm. you know, you want your next relationship to be different. And yeah. if you're single and you're listening to this and you're going, well, I don't want a relationship, we get that, we understand that. Yeah. Um, but literally what's happened is uh, you've been kicked off the horse too many times. Yeah. And yeah. now you're to get back on and in not getting back on the horse you're missing out on the beauty the enjoyment of the ride Um, because tony there is again um nothing that lights us up as human beings nothing lights up the pleasure centers of our brain as much as the joy that we can get inside a well-run relationship that's right longer it keeps us healthier Yes. Um, we, we know all this, but it's very easy to get frightened when you fail a number of times. But we want yes. people to know, okay, this is just merely skills acquisition. You can learn. Anyone can learn these skills and you can find happiness. Yeah, yeah. Because it's important to point out that as human beings, we are hardwired for connectiveness. And so if you remove yourself from being connected to a loved one, then you're removing part of your human experience. And that's never going to be good for you. And there are too many lonely people out there. And I yes. think it's so important because kids, you know, your kids model you. They, they model your relationship whether you like it or not. I think it's very important to, to pass on, you know, a healthier, healthier patterns. And yeah. um, so it's important that, you know, if you shift, move and change, your kids are modeling that. You know, well, you know in Australia, we look at sending our kids to the most expensive schools. I'm not too sure what it's like in America. And really the best, yes. best education they can get is is a couple that are running a great marriage. Yeah. And if I can just throw in here as well, Tony, we don't want you to be broke. No. You That's know, not great. It, it drives me and Marie crazy that, you know, these systems that we've grown up in are, are meant to do good, but unfortunately they're very limited. And yeah. you know, we're, we're sent to a school to learn to work. Yes. And what deprives a lot of us of our dreams is money. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like that our world is constructed that way. But you know what? I'm very practical. It is yes. constructed that way. So money helps us help other people. It helps yes. us create dreams. Yes. And, again, you need to learn the skills around investment to be able to um, understand, and I didn't know it, but as I became very good at making money in my 20s, I then started to understand there's like an exclusive little club of people that are the top 1% of this world that control 50% of its wealth. Yes. And the bottom 50% control 1% of its wealth. Yes. And that top exclusive little club of one percenters know how to get together and form syndicates and invest in property and um, buy businesses and transform those businesses and know how to buy property cheap. 
yes. and find properties that are under-rented, then increase the rent and make an absolute fortune. Yes. And if you don't have those skills, you need to be investing with someone um, in a syndicate who does have those skills and can help you lift and rise you up as well. Those skills are available. It's one of the reasons that we've created a $100 million fund uh, in yes. the United States to be able to buy these types of retail properties with billion-dollar tenants that are paying the rent yes. uh, that enable people to come in and invest and lift up their superannuation, lift up their 401ks uh, yes. beyond what is normally available to people. So all the skills that we're talking about now is, okay, how do we step beyond what normal delivers? Because normal gets us really poor results, really yeah. poor results. Yeah. And and the other thing to mention too, there is enough money in the world. There is plenty of money in the world. You Absolutely. just need the skills to tap into it. And that's it, so Tony. True. Absolutely. That is exactly the attitude that people need to have. It's like, where is my money? Give me my money. Give me my money. Show me the money. <laughs> That's exactly and, right. You know, I, I used to have a really bad attitude about money, and I think a lot of people do. It's like, oh, they you know, do. money's bad, or if you're if you're chasing money, there's something wrong with you. You're just money hungry. Yes. And the, the truth is you're ignoring, you know, Marie and I are very passionate about preventing um, the child sex trade. Yes, yes. And we support a number of charities both in America and here in Australia, like Destiny Rescue, yes. um, that do magnificent work in that. We wouldn't be able to do that. Do we that. wouldn't be able to support them if we didn't have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a really important point because I know too from my perspective that's what drives me to do what I do because I want to be supporting those really important uh, charities yeah. and movements across the world to help save vulnerable people Absolutely. and you, again you can't do that if you're not in the position where you're making money. Correct. Correct. And too many of us are trained and conditioned to make just enough to survive. Yes. And one of the messages I'd love everyone to really hear today on this broadcast is you want to thrive, not just survive. Yeah, yeah. Thriving is just so much better. Look, I'm not going to go through a break at this time. I'm going to keep talking because I, I really think that conversation around our views on money is an, a really important one to have. And I know that it forms part of the elements of your your kingdom methodology. Mm -hmm. So important. And, and it's, you call it the treasury, don't you? Okay. We do. Look, Tony, just as a very brief example, right? So if people put $10,000 a year over 10 years into normal superannuation. Yes. Okay. They'll end up with about $280,000 because the average super fund or the American equivalent is called a 401k. Yes. Um, that, that produces a 5.8% return out of which yes. you lose about 2% in fees. In, yes. Yes. Right. So you can end up with about $280,000. If you put it into an investment like um, a retail shopping center, it's yes. uh, called a power center in the United States. It's not a normal shopping center like here. It's, it's bigger. a big one. A big well, no, it's just got big box tenants. Um, yes. Companies called like uh, Ross's or yes. a company called, say, Dollar Tree, as an example, who sell yes. 
Um, they're a bit like Red Dot here in Australia. Okay. With our dollar, dollar product and yes. five dollar product, right? Yeah. They turn over $21.5 billion a year selling that product in America. Yeah. So they're paying our rent, right? Yes. And if you put it into an investment like that, you'll be getting about a 16% uh, what's called internal rate of return. Mm-hmm. So nearly three times what you would get in super. So if yes. you put $10,000 a year over 10 years into an investment like that, you will end up with uh, a little over a million dollars after Versus 280K. Correct. Versus 280K. That's the difference. Uh-huh. That makes the difference between those that are ordinary and living um, you know, the the average life, life where most people are going to end up at retirement without enough money to retire on, yes. which our treasurer last year, if you remember, in October admitted about yes. the situation system. He actually it's, said publicly for the it's first not time, working. the system doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if we know where to put it properly in a yeah. safe investment, then we'll end up with a million dollars after just 10 years. If you leave it in for 15 years, it ends up being $1.8 million. And if you leave it in for 20 years, it ends up being um, nearly $5 million. Wow. So so $400,000 input over 30, sorry, $300,000 over 30 years ends up being... Um, that amount of money. Like it's just incredible wow. to see what Warren Buffett called the magic of compounding, yes. of yes. reinvesting um, and using investment methods properly. So I'm, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. You know, I, yes. I hate to see people being deprived of what the system, the government, our, our schooling, our education doesn't yes. tell us and doesn't give us. And most people don't even know what their super is returning. No. Or yes. what fees are being taken out because yeah. most of them are under 5%. Mm. So it's really sad because I look at my parents who, um, my, my father's a plasterer, was a, he's retired now, but was a plasterer. Yes. Yes. And, you know, he he deserves to retire comfortably. You know, he's been working hard since he was 14. Yeah. And he deserves to retire comfortably. But And he's a smart man, but he's just not educated in this system. So he, he believes, you know, he believes what the government tell him or, or where they suggest yeah. that it's super. And, and thank goodness he's, he'll listen to us. We're, you We've know, got him to yeah. put money into the right investments, and, right? And, yes. And with the fees, like um, if you, anyone listening, have a look at um, the ASIC website in Australia or investor.gov in the US. Yeah. And both those sites talk about the fees that are being charged in superannuation. And if you think about it, if I'm getting 5.8% and I'm losing 2% or up to 3% in fees, I'm losing somewhere between 30 and 50% of my return. Yeah. Yeah. just 2%. It sounds like a small amount, but you're actually losing somewhere between 30 and 50% of your actual return. It is picking yeah. you off of hundreds of thousands of dollars that you were giving yeah. to the super funds, the banks that are looking after your money. Yeah. 
This is what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, just yeah. we we trust the system. We think our money's yeah. being looked after. Here's, yes. a, here's a perfect example, Tony. Right, years and years ago, when I was twenty, uh, I joined Colliers International and I became a director of that company, which is a international real estate company. Yes. Um, and I had five thousand dollars in superannuation um, with that. Back then, yeah. Back then, right? And uh, I forgot about it, and I and I left it with. Um, a subsidiary, one of the banks. I won't mention it because you know they're all the same. It's, it's not fair. Yeah, food. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Left it with them, and you know I've just turned to sixty, so um, I I got it back. I took it out, right, and it turned into twenty five thousand dollars after forty years. Oh. And the rate of return on that was four point six percent per oh. annum. Oh. For forty years. Now, I worked out that if I had put it into what I normally do and the type yes. of investment that I'm talking about, okay, yes. that just that $5,000 after 40 years, okay, that would have turned into nearly a million dollars. Oh, and wow. I know it's ridiculous to people, but you, you need to investigate this. You know, yeah. I was watching a, a video about Warren Buffett the other day. Yeah. And they said that if someone had invested with him when he started, if they just put um, ten thousand, sorry, one thousand dollars, one thousand yes. dollars with Warren Buffett when he first started his, his original company, Berkshire Hathaway. Yes. Um, they would now have. I know this sounds crazy, but it's true. They would now have fifty million dollars. <gasps> oh my That's how much God. That's Stock has increased because he's been getting 20% per year. Yes, yes. For 50 plus years, compounding. Yes. And what yes. I'm saying is that investments like these shopping centers, these power centers, yes. can produce 15, 16, even up to 20 when you know how to buy them where the rents are below market and you can increase the rents. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can produce those sorts of returns. And there are many other investment classes that we can go into that will produce that that are quite safe yes but the truth about the system is that uh, mutual fund managers and investment managers 50 percent of them according to um, the investor association uh, financial advisor association in america 50 percent of their own members the people that are advising people where to put their money don't have a retirement plan themselves oh wow and oh, that's horrifying and they don't even invest in the very investments they're getting their clients People to invest in. Oh, my lordy. My, my goodness lordy. me. <laughs> I agree with you. It's, it's <laughs> so this, as you've been talking, my my brain's been going. And, and Mason asked, um, Mason wants to know, does your country have something like the U.S. has for when you would retire? So I'm guessing that the U.S. has superannuation is the same or similar to Australia. They have what's called an IRA or a 401k. K. It's from America. Yes. So, um, Mason, we have what's called here superannuation, which is similar, but it's um, it's even more um, institutionalized here. Yes. We have to take 9% of yes. our uh, wages, our salaries, yes. and put them into superannuation. In America, you don't have to do that. It's compulsory in Australia, Mason. Correct. Correct. In America, it's not, but most ah. companies do it. Um, and the companies um, 
So the employees contribute to a fund and sometimes a lot of the companies will contribute as well into the fund. So it is slightly different. But again, in America, you can take that money out and manage it yourself just like we can do here. And if anyone's listening, take control. You know, well, investigate do, but certainly have a look at anything else. Take it out of what you're doing. Look up what your super's earning right now, and um, if you're earning five, six, even up to nine percent, take it out. There are better investments. And look up Brett Jones Money on YouTube. You'll find he talks more about this. I give detailed um, explanations about the system, what's going on, um, and how you can look for alternatives. Because that that was my next question was um, in Australia, you can have your own self-managed super funds and you'll find this crazy, but I was actually just reading about it and um, the advice that I was reading was saying, unless you've got 100K, uh, don't worry about self-managed super funds, but you're disagreeing with that. Like even, uh, again, I'm sorry, but The Barefoot Investor, which is a very popular book, Yes. Know, God bless him. Um, all he recommends that you do is go into super funds. There are better alternatives than that. Ten thousand yeah. dollars a year invested over ten years can turn into a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. we know about, what we know, yeah. Tony. We know what we yes. know. It's about yes. waking. It's about waking up in all areas. You're in your in your communication and your treasury in your temple and your dojo. It's about yes. waking in all areas. Yes. That's what the kingdom is about. It's about waking in all areas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't find it coincidental that you were looking it up either. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm sitting here going, Oh my goodness, I just read about that and I read it and thought, now that doesn't ring true for me. But I just parked it because other things were on my mind and now you've just verified my intuition that said that's just not Okay, it's, it's self-managed super funds are the way to go. And, um, yes, that's why I copied down your website. I'm going to go and have a look as soon as I get off my radio show this morning. Um, Absolutely, guys. You know, educate yourselves. That's yeah. really what it's about, skills acquisition in every area of life, including Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's also hard to get definitive information so someone says one thing another one says another thing but I always come back to my female intuition and when I read that my female intuition was like ah that doesn't sound right to me and then you this morning on my very own radio show I've gone no that's not right so um Tony that's the queen you know that's where in a Yep. Mm. The Queen um, intuitively um, can really, you mean Brett knows a hell of a lot more about property than me. Yes. Um, yes. And he specialises in shopping centres and, and he knows a lot more. But what I love is he'll still stop and listen to me and intuitively I will give feedback. And that's exactly what, you know, that's the yes. Queen you talking to you saying, hold on a minute, there's more here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So before we run out of time today, I really want you to tell our listeners about your events, where they are, what they include, how people can get onto them. Um, and, yeah, I really want to encourage our listeners to, to look you guys up and, and look up your events. So tell me when your next events are, how long okay. they're for, etc. I'll tell you the date. So they're coming up very soon, actually. So they are. In Los Angeles. Yes. Our next event is Friday the 4th yes. of October. Yep. 
And in Orlando, our next event is Friday the 11th to yep. the 13th of October. Yeah. Yep. And in Perth, in Australia, the next event's on the 18th to the 20th of October. Now, they can find those events um, yes. on relationshipwarrior.org, O-R-G. Yep. And if anyone's interested, they can contact us direct via that website. If they're interested in the um, the money treasury. side of things, the treasury, they yes. can look up Jones Felt F E L T Partnership I'm sure you'll put these up. Um, I your, will. Yeah. So um, those events, what they include is three days with us and our team. So we have yes. quite a lot team of 10 people uh, yeah. that are facilitators within the event. And we've got yes. a, a great special on right now, um, Tony, which is they can pay for the event either as a single or a couple and yes. they get a second attendance at the event um, to use, you know, in the next 12 months as well. Oh, cool. Cool. So That's really and really hone up and master, you know, those skills because the reality is you don't go to the gym once and go no. out and go, okay, I'm buff now. I don't need to come back. Yeah, yeah. There's something to learn. Yes. There definitely yeah. is always something to learn. And I know that every time I talk to different people, there's there's always different skills and different things to learn, different ways of doing things. And for me, I just I love to learn and I'm incredibly curious as to hear what other people have to say so um i just quickly wanted to know what you guys before i run out of time and i have to throw to a final final break i just want to know what sort of things you have in your future plans <laughs> oh my goodness me lots and lots and lots yes um, so lots. we we love traveling uh, yes. we love exposing our uh, kids to uh, the joys of travel, but also the cultural experiences that you can get from travel. You know, just uh, I remember, you know, we took them to Los Angeles with us and yes. we took them to the Holocaust Museum whilst we yeah. were there. And uh, they had the most amazing experience of listening to um, two brothers who were yes. Um, yes. in the Holocaust. Yeah. And they spoke for the first time about their experiences, the very first yeah. time. Oh, my God. Yes. It's so emotional. Yeah. Um, we, so, so emotional. We just happened to be there at the right time, and yeah. we, we got a front seat, and it was a small room, and yeah. within um, probably a minute, one of the brothers broke, broke down and cried, and just their stories, they were, they were uh, 16 and 17, their brothers, they had their brother and mum and dad, and as they got off the train, they were, the boys were pulled separate from the family, and their mother yelled to them, um, boys stay together, and yes. that's the last time they saw their brother and their mum and dad, and one thing <sighs> the boys always did for the rest of their life was always stay together, and then they emigrated to America together, so yes. just beautiful, beautiful brothers and beautiful stories and traveling you know we've got to meet meet beautiful people but we also love um help preventing sex trafficking so you know i was able to um i've got a hairdressing salon in perth city and um it was just fantastic when i went to uh, indonesia and worked with a team there and taught them um hairdressing skills so they could come out of that trade yes and 
you know, so it just just um, the contribution there, I think, um, is just- your biggest. So to summarise your question, we'll be spending more time expanding Relationship Warrior um, yes. code event across America in more cities. Yes. We'll be um, building our uh, investment fund in America for people yes. to invest with us and to learn, um, you yes. know, how not learn but invest with us and and grow their money beyond what the normal systems, you know, uh, yes. offer. And um, you know, actually going to situations and places where um, we can assist, uh, uh, you know, to stop the sex trade. Yes. Yes, uh, yes. So, yeah, we've got a, a lot of things, um, you know, to do over the next 30 or 40 years. Kind of. Fantastic. Brett and Marie, thank you so much for being on Radio Tony this morning. I've had just the best time and I need to throw to a bloke so I can um, pop up all your details and let you get on with your day. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope that I'll get to talk to you again sometime soon. But um, thank you very much and I'm sure the listeners have got some valuable information this morning. Um, I'll talk to you again soon, but I'm going to throw to a break now. Thank you so much, Brett and Marie Jones today. Thanks for having us here. Our pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for being Over here. Over to you, Rebel. Keep the conversation going. Direct assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty on the Women for Women Network. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony is your safe space for these tough conversations. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Radio Tony, bringing social consciousness this time every Thursday evening, live from the Gold Coast, Australia, on W4WN. Our love is alive, and so we begin, foolishly laying our hearts on the table, stumbling in, our love is a flame.
Tony, difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Tony. So I'm going to finish off the day with a bit of... uh, a bit more good news from across the world today uh, and some world news and then more about next week's guest. So, according to Good News Network, 40 years ago, the Canadian city of Sudbury was a blackened landscape that had been devastated by pollution from mining sites and industrialisation. Now, thanks to decades of restoration and conservation work, the air quality is ranked as one of the best in all of Ontario, Canada. Not only that, the landscape has come alive with trees and greenery once more. Lakes that were once acidified and destitute have now become thriving ecosystems. The transformation of Sudbury has become such a positive example of environmental restoration that the entire course at University of Lauriton has been launched around environmental restoration. What a wonderful thing for Canada and what a positive news item to finish off our day. And across to other news, as trade tensions between the United States and China continue to escalate, with tech companies from both countries being left to bear the heaviest brunt of these tensions. The soaring tariffs and uncertainty around their businesses have taken big financial and production hits. India might be gearing up to capitalise on this precarious situation. The country's officials are reportedly planning to ease regulations and offer incentives in an effort to sway foreign companies to shift their supply chains to India. Several government ministries met met a few days ago to discuss a list of target companies that have been asked to submit policies. 
Apart from electronics, India has trained its sights on eight other sectors, including automobiles, pharmaceuticals, telecom and much more. Across the news uh, on Wednesday, Mr Tesla, Elon Musk, has said that computers are getting smarter. So much so that they could quickly surpass human intelligence. Now, that's a scary thought if I've ever heard of it. On stage at the World Artificial Intelligence Conference in Shanghai, Elon Musk told the chairman of Alibaba that he guarantees that humans will eventually be surpassed by computers in every single way. This report comes from CNBC. Sorry, CNBC. The first time we may we should assume is that we are very dumb," said Mr. Musk. "We can definitely make things smarter than ourselves." Musk pointed to a computer program that allowed computers to beat chess champions, as well as technology from Neuralink, his own brain inference interface company that will eventually be able to help people boost their cognitive abilities in some spheres and with some examples. In other news, Nike has released a new shoe which uses fit adapt lace lace self lacing technology when paired with Apple Siri to tighten or loosen your laces. You can either use your Apple Watch or your iPhone to issue Siri commands and it's based on one of their original uh, Nike boots. Um, Next week, we will have a wonderful guest on the show who will be talking in the spiritual sense uh, about her journey and her business. So also I just wanted to mention that Brett Jones, who we were talking to this morning, has his own company and partnership called Brett Jones Uh, and it's called the Jones Felt Partnership. And they specialise in 4OK investments in the US and conversely it would be self-managed super funds in Australia. And his uh, company uh, sprouts that they will make your super grow quick and better by using their investment strategies versus the normal way that our government uses and relates to our super. So he has podcasts that you can listen to and if you just type in a Relationship Warriors podcast, some of those episodes around your management of your superannuation fund will uh, come up and you'll be able to listen to Brett talk about his investments and his investment strategies. 
So if you would like your super to be better, I'd recommend that you jump on and listen to some of his podcasts around super investment. So just to finalise the show for this morning, I wanted to thank all of you listeners for your wonderful questions today. Um, It's part of the highlight of my week when you get to chat questions to me and I get to answer them live on air with our guests. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen to my online radio show and I also want to remind you that if you miss anything on this show and if you'd like to re-listen, I'm going to pop where you can find the podcast into the chat box before my time runs out this morning. And also you can um, subscribe, like, share the podcast. So I'm popping those into the chat box now for you to uh, jump on and listen. So one of those sites is on iHeartRadio and the other one is Talk for Podcasts podcasting.com that's where you can find all the latest podcasts of this radio show radio tony and you'll be able to listen to any of the guests that we've had on so before i run out of time just a quick thank you to rebel again this week because we've talked through segments and gone over time and just remember to jump on and have a look at brett and marie jones and the work that they do and the philanthropy work that they do that is particularly interesting is the where they uh, work with uh, organisations to stop child trafficking across the world. And the other important uh, message is uh, Brett's message around superannuation. And then also jump on and have a look where their seminars and events are going to be. Um, LA's coming up on the 4th to the 6th of October. October, Orlando's coming up um, on the 11th of October and then they're back in Perth um, from the 18th to the 20th of October. And that, my wonderful listeners this morning, is the end of the show. Thank you all for coming on and listening and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye for now. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Radio Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mama.